Josh Believer, a podcast about good riddance. My name is Josh Lindley, he, him, and each week, me and my pal and yours, Dan Forcier, also he, him. Uh, each week, we talk about three songs by Santa Cruz hardcore punk band Good Riddance. So this week, we're getting into Without Anger from Ballads from the Revolution, The Rise and Fall from My Republic, and Blue Black Eyes from Symptoms of a Leveling Spirit. Dan, how's the last week been for you? It flew by. <laughs> it flew by. Feels like, you know, it's we like feels no like we time just chatted. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's been it's been tight. Been uh P tight, P tight, you know. <laughs> I don't know. How's the new job? <laughs> uh oh, it, it's great. I'm learning a lot. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely focusing on like Italian foods and Italian wines. And uh and I'm learning a lot of stuff that I either sort of already knew and had to relearn or just as brand new knowledge to me. If anyone wants to reach out and tell us about how we're doing on this podcast, how do they do it? Uh, well, there's a few ways that they can do it. Um, if it's really nice and positive, you can always just give us one of those uh, little five-star reviews on whatever podcatching app. You know, that's that would be a really nice way to tell us and boost up the algorithm. I haven't asked, we haven't asked you, uh, you friends to do that in a while. So just thought we'd throw that out there. But if you yeah, want to actually- Rate, uh, subscribe, review. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, more importantly, we would like to have uh, an open communication or a dialogue. So uh, shoot us an email if you have something nice and long form or whatever. Uh, lastbeliverpod at gmail.com. Or if you are the representative of uh, a beverage company that would like us to talk about beverages, you know, that's that would be nice. liquid death, whatever, you know, that's uh, yeah, listening. I mean. Should, yeah, should they be listening? I really want some. Anyways, um, but if it's just like a quick little, hey, what's up? Hello. Um, or you want to send us something funny or a listener question, just find us on Instagram. Give us a follow, Last Believer, at Last Believer Pod. Sorry. And uh, yeah, slide into the DMs. And one of us will uh, probably say something ridiculous back to you. Something. Fun topic, of uh, course. But, you know, it's uh, <laughs> we're we're goofy goofy pals. <laughs> and if if you happen to be listening to this podcast right now on Apple Music or on Spotify, uh, you can go and find a playlist that we have that accompanies this podcast. Uh, look at the Last Believer podcast playlist, and you'll get an idea of some of the stuff that we talk about that isn't just Good Riddance related. Dan, is there anything you want to hit on before we get into the songs this week? Out of curiosity. I've had some borderline unhealthy uh, binge watching tendencies over the last mm. little bit. I've been catching up on a lot of stuff and I don't know. Are you watching anything fun? Are you watching anything uh, cool? I feel like I have, uh, I have like nine things on the go and some of yeah, it is yeah. fun and some of it is cool. And uh, also because it is October, I'm trying to, I, I often save in my, you know, cues for whatever streaming thing. I often mm -hmm. save horror movies throughout the year, specifically sure. for October. Um, the new newest Child's Play is pretty bad. Uh, it's a it's a series though, right? Like it's not. No, a... I'm I'm talking about the movie that had uh, Aubrey Plaza. In oh, it. It sure, like sure, reboot. sure. It's bad. It's not good. Don't watch oh, that. Do okay. watch. Do definitely watch a classic horror story. It's an Italian thing. And the only problem that I have with it is that they keep talking about how Italians are no good at horror movies, even though Dario Argento and Fulci are both Italian and made some of the best horror movies in the history of horror. Anyway, a classic horror story. Thumbs up. Child's cool. Play 2019. Thumbs down. Got it. What have you been binge watching? Well, a friend of mine um, was like, hey, 
the new season of succession starts on the 17th are you caught up and i was like i have never watched that show so i've watched 14 one-hour episodes in the last two days yeah Yeah, that's a man if there's a show that you watch that makes you not want to involve yourself or trust anybody or anything it's that one i everyone on that show is such a fucking piece of garbage yeah yeah i love it and they're in charge (laughs) of everything and that's in charge of everything in charge of the world it's the fucking worst yeah so there's that. Uh, <laughs> right. I, yeah, I, cool. I mean, I say that I say that having watched the first two seasons of it. So, you know, well, that's it. That's all that's out. Right. It's the two. Yeah. Then the new season starts on Sunday. So I have oh, uh, okay. three. I have three episodes left right now. Gotcha. Oof. All right. So songs yeah. this week. <laughs> song one is without anger. It's the 11th song in on Ballads from the Revolution. Russ, Luke, Chuck and Sean and uh, some sick chant along vocals from whoever else was around the studio. Uh, on the day they were doing vocals, uh, I guess, in 1998. Uh, <laughs> this is also <laughs> on the Remain in Memory live album. Um, it's also when they announce on the live album at the tail end of it, they say that uh, they're recording a live album and that they announced it on their MySpace, which might be the best indication oh, of shit. when the live album was recorded. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the song Without Anger? Well, okay, oh, I was going to make a top eight question. <clears throat> or a joke because of my space no then we're not we're not going to go there anyways um <laughs> without anger really like carries the pissed off hardcore vibe from fertile fields you know mm-hmm. or sorry like a vibe of like fertile fields which we haven't even chatted about yet um, not yet and no no and really you know my first initial thought when i hear without anger i was like okay this is like proto operation phoenix like this mm-hmm. is like on their way to that sound which they continue to do thereafter um it's a great short fast pissed off hardcore song um like this is nothing to you or our adoring fan base but uh this is like that hardcore that i was obsessed with you know in the late 90s early 2000s a little more poppy and polished probably thanks to the production team there is ryan green right that did this one that's right yeah 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 it's that little like two-steppy pseudo youth crew revival stuff I have so much fun with like that's that's kind of it's like a polished version of that you know it's like that two-step mosh part or skank part or whatever you want to call it is mm-hmm. solid it's solid listening to it you know I got to thinking about like friends of the pod choices made too I was like oh this is like the kind of jam that like oh, totally. influences influences their band you know and then yeah um, then I was like ah oh, I was really bummed that they're their show October 2nd got postponed because of pandemic restrictions. So here's a free plug, you know, for them, for their, their new, uh, new date at the hard luck in Toronto on November 27th. Fuck. I should have looked that up before I decided to do that. Plug. Uh, Just look at choices made to you on Instagram. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And with other yeah. friends of the pod, all the almighty trigger, happy um, rules and brutal youth. Right. So it's a champagne jam. Come on. I'm going to be there. Let's have a, have a beverage at the punk show, but I digress. What sort Screen- of a liquid death? You know what? Yeah. You know, liquid I, death is never going to give us cans no, of water. Because we, we keep talking keep about it. For free. <laughs> yeah. L- listen, I said it last time. I can be bought, you know, like <laughs> I can be bought, you know, it doesn't have to. Yeah. Um, but we digress. Scream till it hurts, but it's always the same, you know, right back into that song, you know, with yeah. that line and Chuck's backups, like this could have been like an angsty anthem of the non-conforming and the youth being unheard, you know, it's like the screaming and mm-hmm. fighting for change until like, you're like blue in the face, 
and you're exhausting all your options and yourself really and just you're just in a state of confusion being like what the fuck and then do it all over again it's a good Mm -hmm. one it's a good powerful one and i yeah i should have gave this record more time back in what 98 yeah yeah see i'm learning i'm retaining this info that we're doing over the last one million weeks 40, 41 weeks in starting to Ooh. catch on yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh without anger is definitely one of the rippers from ballads it's an odd numbered track so you can bet on it being a hardcore song because that album it's really back and forth not that any of the even numbered songs are are bad or slow or anything it's just the the Style-wise. odd numbers are the ones that really yeah. fucking crush it um <laughs> What a sick one. Since this song Without Anger came out, I've thought of a lot of lines when I need inspiration or, you know, need to change my perspective. Like the whole song, really, but I'm going to hit on a bunch of like key lines here. Without heart, we'll never make it work. I've applied that to everything that I've done in my whole life. And sometimes it was detrimental. Like if I had thought with my bank account, instead of thinking with my heart, I would probably seem more successful. But I wouldn't have any of the stories or like points of realization that I have had in my life. Uh, Accusing the world, but you're playing the game is a killer line. Like you can complain Mm -hmm. about the way things are all you want, but complaining about things or sorry, but if complaining about things is where your resistance ends or my resistance, who like anybody, you know, the Royal you, and you just go back to playing your part in a system. Yeah. You're complaining about it, but like, what's the point? Uh, And then in the breakdown, don't try to tell me that it makes no difference. Look, we're all trapped. The world that we're born into is a confusing and usually irrational one where people can't get clean drinking water, but then other people who don't give a fuck about sincerity, say, uh, can wrangle the systems that are in place so that they can buy, you know, a second house on a lake. But in our everyday lives, we can make a difference you know, what, what are you eating? How much plastic are you using? What company are you buying your shoes or your pet food from? And while it would take a huge percentage of the privileged people in the world to reconsider everything that they do to actually change anything, the small changes that we make in our own lives can inspire other people. That said, we come to the line, it seems like everything is coming down on me. Mm-hmm. So making these seemingly unorthodox or irrational decisions doesn't make for an easy life. And being aware of that just adds to the frustrations of trying to make things objectively better. You know, it, it weighs on you. And, you know, sometimes I get jealous of the, uh, what's his name? Joey Pants's character in the matrix when he gets to plug back in and just go through what he thinks is life. And it's just like, yep, this is fine. I know the stake is fake, but I'm interpreting it as being all these things and he's just fine with it. And sometimes I wish I could turn my brain off like that. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, another line that I come back to a lot is I've got to find that fire that defined me once so well. And this line used to mean a lot more to me. And I do still come back to it a lot when I'm feeling lost or when I feel like you know, spinning your wheels or whatever. The thing is, I'm kind of embarrassed by a lot of the things that used to define me or once defined me. So maybe I don't need to find that exact fire, but just find like the will to do something important. And then finishing the song with the line, without anger, resistance cannot break these chains. Uh, I don't think 
anger is always a wasted emotion. Oftentimes it is usually being angry about something doesn't matter because you can't change it. But sometimes mm -hmm. anger is super important. And by using anger to motivate yourself towards positive change can totally work no matter what the Jedi Knights say. <laughs> anger Sorry. leads to darkness yeah maybe it can yeah. i don't know maybe it can lead to other things i just I love those two star wars references in the last two weeks yeah well you know uh musically this song definitely fits neatly into 97 hardcore a few weeks ago when someone asked about where good riddance would be if they had formed 10 years later it's songs like without anger that made me think that it would have been like revelation or even victory based on what this song sounds like sure um excuse me, it's kind of predictable, like the song, but the familiarity of the structure just kind of makes Without Anger easier to love. But yeah, this song for me, like, because the music is, you know, obviously it's good. Obviously I love the song, but the lyrics in this one are really the, really what pulls me into Without Anger. Yeah, and for me, more so, it was just like, just took that nostalgia train with the two-steppy pseudo youth revival hardcore. And I was like, yeah, and then yeah. I, didn't deep dive deep too much into, or didn't dive too deeply into lyrics. It was like, music is it's fun, but then I end up being like, uh, you know, the words bouncing off my head, you know? <laughs> the words bouncing off my head. Rise and Fall, which is the 10th song in on My Republic. Russ, Luke, Sean, and Chuck on this one. Um, this one also is a Luke jam. Luke wrote this one. What did you think of it, Dan? I like it. I like hearing things like that. Um, they like, oh, this is a Luke song. And then I'm like, oh, okay. It contextualized a little bit. Makes makes a little bit more sense. Because um, when this song started, I didn't really expect it to go where it went. Mm-hmm. That lick at uh, 23 seconds into like that galloping riff really brings a whole new layer to this one. The gear shift really caught my attention. And it really had me like replaying this one like, all right, well, let's let's scale that back. Let's start that one over again. Like I really wanted to just do that. Like these little riffs and Luke's solo like makes this like just a like, punk rock and roll banger. Like it's a really fun rock and roll banger. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, like we're we're not reinventing the wheel here in terms of what the song is about. You know, we have another song about fucked up society and how, as Russ eloquently puts it, the blind are leading the blind. And I don't want to speak for you, Josh, of course, but do you also get that feeling, you know, like, like to this deal, even with innovation, you know, this old school mentality of doing things and the dinosaurs still running things and training the people coming up and yes, a and vicious cycle of more and more. And, you know, and like Brian bringing up Succession earlier and how basically Logan, Logan Roy is like this uh, alleged hybrid of Rupert Murdoch and Conrad Black. Like it's fucking wild, you know, like these are the people that are running everything. Well, it's also funny too, because I feel like the guys, whatever, uh, you know, Kieran Culkin and the guy who, raps after he falls off the wagon in the show 
you know, they even talk about it. They're like, yeah, we just can't wait for the old man to be out of the way. But the thing is, they can't wait for the old man to be out of the way so that they can be exactly the old man. They aren't actually trying to make anything better. Correct. They just want to be able to have their name on shit instead of their dad's name on it. And I think that's exactly it. It's like, and I've been thinking about this, you know, like years where like how every time there's an election, everyone talks about how like, well, you know, once the boomers die off, things will be different. And like, I don't think they will. I think people just become boomers, you know, (laughs) like, yeah, I don't, I don't trust anyone to stick with what they know to be fair or what they believe in. I don't trust anyone to keep believing in that because people's needs and opinions change over time. Of course. Anyway, uh, that, that maybe was a little far. Uh, No, no, that's, I I mean, you're, you're right on there. So, uh, Hey everyone, thank you for checking out our succession podcast and, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What would a succession podcast be called? I don't know. I blanked too. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Egg, Roy, Roy, Boys. <laughs> Roy, Boys. Roy Boys. Greg Roy Boys. Yeah, yeah, Roy Boys. Okay, uh, so yeah, this song, <laughs> this song is fucking cool, and it has been a standout from My Republic since I first heard it. I love that the first 20 seconds sound like you know what the whole thing is going to sound like. Guitar, bass, drums, vocals, all of them kick in at the exact same time. Uh, with that dark, but you, you can sort of anticipate what it's going to sound like from the chord progression and the way that it chugs through. And like the vocals aren't delivered at super speed, but they do rattle through pretty quickly and sort of bring you into the idea of what the song is about. And then everything slows for like a half second and then there's a buildup and the song goes in another direction entirely. Uh, Musically, stick with me on this one. Musically, Rise and Fall could be two different songs, The Rise and The Fall. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's like that lyrically too, but I'll get to that in a minute. It's cool though, and indicative of the overarching sort of darkness that Good Riddance songs have, you know, that the fall part is three times longer than the rise. And the fall part is cool because it's such a perfect encapsulation of what Good Riddance sounds like. I think you mentioned this last week too. Like My Republic was their seventh album, which by the way, seven fucking albums. We're talking about every song on not just these seven fucking albums, seven albums. Who puts out seven fucking albums? Right? <laughs> Anyhow, uh, but yeah, by this time, the band's influences have all kind of coalesced into something that just sounds like good riddance. You know, the guitar lead is reminiscent of some mid 80s melodic hardcore bands that we always talk about. Same with the drum pattern. You know, the harmonies that keep the fat fans engaged, the guitar solo, it doesn't sound like anything except for a good riddance guitar solo and then the building towards the big finish is also on point and also very good riddance you know uh lyrically i think rust crushes this like it's very poetically written uh this like tragic story you know this character telling the story of all they used to have you know how they you know ascended whatever ranks that they measured as being successful and now they stand naked in the middle of a field, you know, and they're still thinking that they're still revered by those that see them. But the truth is they were never that important to begin with, you know, was there ever an actual rise to fall from? And this song is definitely on the poetic side of what Russ writes about. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool to have the music match the lyrics in such a way where it's like describing the rise, describing the fall, but also it's two different songs and it's the rise and the fall. And again, 
this might be my version of the my america kids books but whatever here we <laughs> so well, what do you think came first the chicken or the egg in this one did uh, do you think luke brought the song and conceptually russ then writes the lyrics about oh. the rise and fall or do you think uh maybe russ like i have this idea for this song and luke's like okay hold on let's conceptually put some cool licks with a rise and fall here I'm saying based entirely on like interviews that Luke showed up with the idea for the song, but mm -hmm. also the lyric, the lyric part sounds like something that Russ would 100% have sort of an idea for a song about this tragic character, whether it's like a politician or a king or whatever, right? Uh, that starts to realize that all these things that he worked for or this acclaim that he had was actually totally worthless. Interesting. Yeah, that's that sounds more you know like he had the idea and then looks like hey check out this song and then conceptually as an art project her is like all right hear me out <laughs> this is what we're gonna do i i think it hits the mark i think it's a it's a good one it's a fun one yeah especially on this album my republic too like they you know they had taken three years off which was the most time in between and it was also the first album when sean was back in the band too so to have something that sounds this identifiably as good riddance, I think is pretty cool, even if it is definitely a beginning and an end of two different things happening. Hey boys, how we doing? This is Russ from Good Riddance. You are listening to the Last Believer podcast. Too soon to say goodbye. What block to call your road? Now it's our turn to ride. All right, song three is Blue Black Eyes from. Oh, it's the second to last song on Symptoms of a Leveling Spirit. Uh, this one was a grower for me when this album first came out. Uh, this is Luke, Russ, Dave Wagonshoots, and Chuck. What did you think of this one, Dan? Uh, before listening to the song, I thought maybe there was an error on the um, on the, the the printout, you know, that I pulled out of the bag. I was like, it's supposed to be blue eyes, it's supposed to be black eyes. Like, is it? Right. <laughs> um, I was like, wait, is this a, an error? But uh, no, it's not. And I don't know why I decided to share that little fact instead of well, my whatever. my sec my second little uh, instant was like I got clenched fist black eyes. Uh, by seven seconds stuck in my head just from reading the title <laughs> but i digress <laughs> but i digress um i feel like i'm repeating myself again but the more i hear from this record the more i feel like i really need to take it in from front to back so i really mm -hmm. can't wait until we have it wrapped because i don't want any more spoilers i think we might almost be done it though no we're getting close yeah um there's a, there's at least two more songs on this record that we need to do this one comes in with like a much darker tone, like throughout the song, both musically mm -hmm. and lyrically. Um, so when you just said that it was kind of a grower for you, I get it. It's like a little mm -hmm. bit different, but I kind of liked it that it was like just dark sounding, like that bass tone was just so dark sounding that mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of different, but it was fun. And to reference something our, uh, our friend Matt Wu brought up when we had him on, like there's clearly two separate guitar tracks on this one. Yeah. Um, and you know, to, to what he was saying too, like songs like this could really benefit from having two guitar players like live, not that he was mm -hmm. saying this song should have it, but that was like the exact point of him. Like, Oh, live, like this band could really 
have that extra punch, you know, with like some extra, some fill there. And I think this, this would be like case in point with that too. Cause you have like that one guitar track and then the strum like over anyways, I'm not a guitar person. I'm not going to try and explain it because I'll probably say the wrong words, but uh, yeah, Matt, you can, you can let us know, you know, you can text Josh and we'll put it in the, uh, in the description or something. <laughs> we'll throw yeah. it up on the Instagram. But um, while you've had songs kind of like this before lyrically, this one also really hits home in mm-hmm. a real weird way. You know, like, like the, I feel like this song could have been written from like my perspective, except for like the blue eyes thing. I've had black right. eyes, but you know, my eyes aren't blue. But anyways, it's, um, and like, I don't know about you, but I had a playlist, like one of my, uh, on, on my streaming service, like one of the private playlists. And it's all songs that I feel like could be, like theme songs or songs written from my perspective and like this will probably end up being on it you know like it's just like this introspective like song of someone like full of sadness and with with the the depression like one of my symptoms you know is sometimes it's uh, wasting time and mm-hmm. um you know as this song kind of goes into uh i've seen lives cut short to not know how to deal with it appropriately mm-hmm. which can spiral you over time but yeah uh, as much as having a podcast is kind of like therapy session, I'm not going to turn this into a therapy session and kind of go too much into it. Um, but yeah, long story short, it's like a very vulnerable position to write from. And mm-hmm. uh, Russ is like being really open. And as someone who can relate, had I heard this when it came out and when I was, you know, before, you know, d- dealing with my shit, properly uh, this could have been like a huge like banger and like oh this is a song like my like my anthem like reassuring me that I'm not alone and other people are feeling this stuff like it's mm-hmm. I think it's it's really good it's very open and I think that honest perspective from Russ can really help people know that you know it's okay to not be okay and all that good stuff and you're not alone and yeah on a yeah. happier note I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna end this on that bummer note on a happier note Every time I listen to the song and I heard that dark bass line drill through the song, I couldn't put my finger on it until the very last time I listened to it last night. I was, I was like, before popping into my uh, local haunt for my friend's last shift, I uh, finished my last sip of beer and was like, holy shit, that bass line sounds like horror business by the Misfits. Happy Halloweens, uh, you fucking ding-dongs. <laughs> yeah. It does it wow. does okay yeah it's, cool. like i was like i can't do it and then i was like wait a minute and i was like it's like then i put on the misfits and i was like oh yeah it's like it's not a direct ripoff but it's just like in the same yeah. neighborhood yeah. yeah and that that song also has like the heavy bass line that brings you through the whole song like that too so yeah mm-hmm. yeah so like like you're talking about listening to the whole record and I know you're waiting until we close out records before you listen to them from front to back. But yeah, the second half of Symptoms of a Leveling Spirit is a real emotional roller coaster. Uh-huh. Nobody Likes a Cynic, which we talked about not long ago, has its like many starts, followed by a song called Year of the Rat, which we haven't gotten to yet. And it has a distinct like DI creepiness to it. Ooh. And then there's the totally hopeful Pisces slash Almost Home, which we talked about not long yep. ago, followed by... Uh, the fat formula diffusing the popular struggle with all the joy you've ever known right after that being a ripping a ripper for 40 seconds. And then immediately after that, we have blue black eyes. And this song, like, it's funny you mentioned the misfits. Like, I think this song sounds like a ghoulish version of like, uh, like a Dick Dale song, you know, oh. 
but like sparse surf guitar lends itself to eerie darkness. And that's why it's always playing when a villain walks on screen or when like, you know, Vincent Vega shoots up in a Tarantino movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, instead of notes, it's chords. And I feel like that's the thing about when I talk about putting things through a good riddance filter, it's like, yeah, man, it's a surf rock song, but putting through a good riddance filter. So it's like chunky power chords instead. Right, um, right. You know, so yeah, instead of notes, it's chords. And that makes the song Blue Black Eyes almost sound like murky or thick or humid, you know, or like swampy, but not like Tony Joe White swampy. Right, um, right. And, and at the chorus, it brightens up just a little bit. Like uh, it opens up and it can breathe a touch. And the bridge part, when it's just bass and drums and vocals, it sounds so dark. But then Luke is playing some higher notes over top of it on the guitar. And those notes... And like, again, there's a lot of reaches lately, but they kind of, I feel like those, those higher notes sort of signify a, like a, a light or a bit of hope. And the music is also indicative of the lyrical content too, you know, where the theme is feeling down and out because of the awareness that you have of the world around you, you know, the, the line about uh, squandering things that once seemed worthwhile, mm -hmm. you know, the idea of smiling through something that seems like, uh, a catastrophe but really knowing all along that nothing actually matters it fits right in with the dark tones of the music and I mean like the song opens up with sort of like a scene from a funeral and of course when you go to a funeral and when you lose people uh, grieving takes a whole bunch of different ways and part of that is probing those dark ideas about whether life actually means anything or anything is important and exploring those places gives perspective and can actually help us appreciate when good things are going on and when things are going well you appreciate it more from having experienced darker things i always think of um, bringing up pop culture warrior poets a few weeks in a row here in the words of warrior poet butthead if stuff didn't suck you'd never know if stuff ruled <laughs> it's funny because it's true right and blue black yes. eyes highlights some of the stuff that sucks even though the song rules <laughs> any any listener questions or anything else you want to talk about before we pick next week's songs yeah so we did get um uh, an email um the question that they had them being our uh, mailman bob friends you know? official u.s official u.s postal carrier of the podcast yeah so uh bob had emailed us just kind of going through uh kind of a thought process of being like oh i'm in the mood to listen to this kind of music which kind of just brings them onto like this path right and mm -hmm. uh he was um saying that he basically ends up on a stizza bass band at some point right okay. like going through and like <laughs> all, all, all roads lead to stizza yeah yeah but and like not necessarily intentionally and mm -hmm. you know and he kind of mentions that the you know the those bands you know like your leftover cracks or star fucking hipsters or ch whatever choking victim whatever they're not like necessarily his favorite bands they're not mm -hmm. like he likes the bands or whatever but they're kind of just like a go-to without being acknowledged of a favorite band so it's kind of a weird not weird question but it's kind of a very broad question rather um it was just i was just wondering what if we have anything like that like if there's anything that we have a go-to that we end up listening to even though if you were to be like listing your favorite bands you would not necessarily name xyz but 
you, not, not the XYZ is a band, but like, you know, like the, the, the variables <laughs> XYZ. Uh, yeah. And, um, but they're like a go-to that you end up listening to quite a bit. You know what, Dan? I don't know how you're going to feel about this answer, but I feel like Dan Yeeman is that guy for me. Okay. Where like, I, obviously I, I have, you know, dozens of Dan Yeeman records that I've purchased and listened to on purpose sure. at time. But like very often, you know, I'll start by listening to, you know, strike anywhere and end up on lifetime or kid dynamite mm -hmm. you know? uh, or like, you know, there's, yeah, I feel like Dan Yeeman is that guy where I would never say like lifetime or kid dynamite or paint it black or what's uh, open city. Like open I would city, never say, yeah. I would never say any of them are my favorite band, but I sure do listen to a lot of Dan Yeeman bands for something I wouldn't call my favorite. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think with me, it's less full bands and more, um, specific songs um okay. that i will just gravitate to i mean like yeah i, I like motley crew but like live wire it's just i listen to that song way too much just yeah. randomly i'll be listening to stuff i was like yeah you know what i want to put on live wire uh or celtic frost covering mexican radio i listen to a lot <laughs> okay it's a weird one i know yeah and uh yeah so like and those like i would never say like celtic frost is one of my favorite bands I don't even really know much about them. Just one time yeah. I heard that and it just ends up being a staple that I listen to yeah. a lot. Like if I'm in the mood and I just want to like headbang and stuff, but actually those yeah, first yeah. two, those first two LPs are fucking untouchable. Yeah. Well, in, in terms of a more, uh, maybe more punk angle, um, authority zero also do a great cover of Mexican radio. Okay. That's a fun song. Yeah. Sure. Uh, shit. I don't know. Um, in terms of a band that I don't think is one of my favorites, but I listen to a lot. I don't believe in guilty pleasures. So this is not, because this is, I think this is almost kind of like a guilty pleasure question almost too. It's like, mm, what is, yeah, sure. but uh, fuck man, sometimes I will get in the mood and crush a shit ton of fallout boy. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 You not mean one of my favorites, of, but ex members of race trader fallout boy. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, band? Current, yeah. current members of sect. Current uh, members of sect. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good uh, listener question. Should we pick next week's songs? Yeah, for sure. I, I really like that question. And it's um I I tried to kind of pull it on myself as last minute too, like while I was reading it, because I didn't yeah. want to unfairly come prepared to it since it was kind of like a off the top of the head kind of question. Because if yeah. I were to really think about it, shit, there's a lot of stuff that's probably like. Oh, yeah. And the answer is going to change every two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Hot diggity bag. Shaky, shaky, shaky. <laughs> there it is. Off by Bound by Ties of Blood and Affection. Made to be broken. Just a very quick question. Yeah. Um, obviously, you like the majority of these songs. Yes. A while back... We uh, you yeah. can cut this out if you want. We uh, you, sure. you said there was like a, a a small amount of sorry a small amount of songs that you uh, did not love and that you uh, were that did I not was really definitely want to not about. looking forward to talking about. Yeah, there's four. Yeah, we've done two. Okay, yeah, that was the next part of my question was have we have we hit them all? No. Um, oh, another symptom song, Trial of the Century. Great. Is that about OJ? Uh, no. <laughs> and our third song my republic broken oh weird i mean when you have 188 songs words are going to double up 
Yep. Yeah. That's okay, true. cool. That's very true. Yeah. Dan, if people yes, want sir. to people want to reach out and ask us other listening questions, whether it's about uh, weird bands we end up listening to by accident uh, or whatever, how do they do that? Excellent question. I would also, uh, if you have cool TV shows you want me to watch or think I should watch, I really like uh, binge watching an unhealthy amount. So drop us an email, lastbeliever.pod at gmail.com or uh, get into the old Instagram DMs at lastbeliever.pod. Yeah, we're doing this to hang out. Remember, even though yeah. we're all allowed to go hang out again, we're doing this just so we can hang out. Uh, Dan, much, thanks yeah. for taking the time to hang out again. Uh, thanks to everyone in Good Riddance for supporting this in whatever capacity they feel they can. And thanks to Fat Records for all the same thing. Next week, we'll be back to talk about Made to be Broken, which is not a Poison Idea cover. We'll talk about Trial of the Century, which is not about uh, O.J. Simpson. We'll talk about Broken, which is not a Bad Religion cover. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> yep. Yeah.